Hi everyone and welcome back to another week here at Romance and Color. I am your host, uh, one half of the duo here at Romance and Color, Tati Richardson, your residence romance writer and reader. Uh, thanks for stopping by again. Uh, this week we have another amazing set of interviews with some amazing people. Uh, a friend to the podcast is returning to talk about her latest release, uh, and that is author Aisha Wheatland. Uh, we're going to talk about her latest release, which is maybe this Christmas. I know it's spooky season, but here at Romance and Color, we love all things holiday. We love Christmas. We love Kwanzaa. Heck, we even love Eid, and we even love Hanukkah. So we celebrate all holidays here at Romance and Color. We are an inclusive place for all things love and romance and holidays. So we're going to talk about her newest release, again, maybe this Christmas, and we're going to talk about her journey as a debut author and what her debut author year has looked like. And in our What is Book Talk reading segment, we have a wonderful interview with the lovely Maite Lisbeth, who is active and vibrant and, and popping on Book Talk. And she's going to give us all of her recommendations of books that she loves and what Book Talk and the community of Black Book Talk has meant to her. So you all sit back, relax, get you a cup of coffee, cup of tea, cup of wine, whatever you like, and enjoy our podcast. And up first is our interview with author Aisha Wheatland. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Romance and Color. I am here with author Aisha Wheatland. And even though it is spooky season, <laughs> we are here to talk about a wonderful holiday book. Um, called Maybe This Christmas, which is Aisha's second book um, in her uh, Romancing the Doctors series. So and she's been on the podcast before, so we want to welcome her back again. So welcome, Aisha. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me back. I'm really excited to sit down and, and talk about this second book with you and whatever else you want to talk about. So thank <laughs> you. Nice yeah. to be back. <laughs> So last time we were here, it was your debut. Um, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. There you are. Mm -hmm. And we got to know uh, Amina and Nathan and a little bit of Angela and Sean, mm -hmm. um, but we'll get to them in a minute. Um, but right now, let's talk about how things have been since you've released this first book and, you know, what kind of your debut year was like, because I mean, I, I saw the reviews on there you are they were great and the re public reception was awesome so what has your like first year as a published author been like oh uh it it's been a roller coaster of emotions um it's um I remember you know the night before the book came out I did sleep um I I work full-time so yeah, I took the day off because I'm like there's no way in the world I would be able to focus on anything um I was, mm -hmm. I was up all night. I couldn't sleep. And, you know, that day I did a, a lot of promo and I was on a Facebook page and doing giveaways and, you know, and I, it, I, I spent the day like battling, like, do I re-reviews or do I not re-review? So I was mm -hmm. like, bear me. I don't know. I don't know. And I finally was like, you know what, whatever. So I gave <laughs> and started many reviews. 
And, you know, the, it, it was like, you know, I'm, I'm crying, like reading some of the positive ones. I'm like, oh my gosh, there are people that like what I wrote. And that yeah. is, you know, that's overwhelming because you don't know if it's going to connect. You don't know if people will enjoy it. But, you know, of course you get the one that's like the bad, you know, I didn't like it. And that's the one you're like, oh my God, that's, that's the <laughs> one that like takes over, you know, the space in your brain from all the positive ones. So right, right. That's right, right. that's when I was like, okay, this is don't do that again. Cause you know, you're gonna, you won't last. You're gonna, you know, <laughs> you're not gonna want to mm-hmm. do this anymore. Right. So you, can't, you know, what so it, it took me a couple of days to actually get it through my head that reading reviews is probably not the best thing for me mm-hmm. um but I I think uh the work of promoting is a lot like it's yeah. a lot of um work and I did um the Chicago romance writers here they okay. did a conference and I went to the conference which was really, really amazing. And Mm -hmm. um, they did like a, uh, they had a a book sale, you know, where you could have a table and have your books and people come and buy your book. And um, so I I felt like I have my one little book. (laughs) Right. And, you know, I'm like in a room with much more established um, romance writers who had Mm -hmm. like, you know catalogs stacks of books and bookmarks and you know all kinds of things on their tables and I'm like oh my god I just felt so like out of my depth but um but I think the lesson in that Aisha is that you were in the room you know what I'm saying you were in the room that's the lesson huge huge learning experience for me huge you know I'm I met a lot of people and um it was just a really great experience, but it also, I learned a lot. I learned a lot of what, what to do, what not to do, what to ignore, what to embrace. Mm-hmm. And um, it was all really helpful. And it, it has been um, a huge, it's a huge uh, learning curve with the debut for sure. Um, and what's, I, I the one, what's the one thing that, that, I know you talked you touched a little bit on like promo and stuff. Was that one thing that you thought you didn't have wouldn't have to do a lot of? Or was was there something else that you were like, oh God, I didn't know I had to do this during my, my debut year? Yeah, I think it was a lot of not understanding how much I, I needed to do as far as promotion. Like mm-hmm. um uh, you know, I'm like, oh, I went to the Love Sweet Arrow bookstore, I went to the library, I went to you know, the little independent bookstore, you know, I'm on social media, but you know, when you start looking at other debut authors and you start talking to other romance authors and you're like, oh, I should probably try to get in the local newspaper. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. It's just, uh, you know, those, those little things that you just don't even think about doing, you know, oh, there's like a, a Zumba event that someone I know is having. Maybe I should try to, you know, get involved in that. Maybe, you know, take some books there. You know, it's just those, those opportunities of engagement that you don't um, think about Mm -hmm. that come up and you're like, oh yeah, you know, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, 
And uh, you realize, oh man, I should have really leaned into that opportunity. That That's an opportunity to grab a reader or two mm-hmm. that maybe I should have jumped on. Right. Um, so it's just those small little things that can make a difference here and there. You, mm-hmm. you know, you might meet like somebody who's been reading romance novels for a long time, you know, right. is in a little Zumba class, you know, or that mm-hmm. little Zumba event that you didn't participate in. So um, that that kind of stuff, that kind of little networking stuff, um, that I think that was the, the, the piece that I wasn't fully prepared for. Mm-hmm. Um, that now I feel like, okay, if I have an opportunity, I need to embrace that. I need to, you know, I've called the local little neighborhood newspaper, you know, there's just little things that I feel like I'm trying to reach out more to do now with this book that I did not do the first time because now I'm more aware of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So with your first book, um, like I said, the reception was really, really well. And I think, I don't want to get too much for those who didn't read the first book. Mm-hmm. Um, we can go back and listen to my interview with Aisha a couple <laughs> months ago. Um, but I think there was, there was a lot of kind of heavy subjects that you touched on. Yeah. Um, do you think, and I, like I said, a lot of the reviews that I read, for the first book have been like very very positive very successful and I think you touched on something that a lot of women you know have gone through mm-hmm. um so what is it about did you did you anticipate that happening like with with this novel like wow I didn't know this was gonna you know affect or touch people the way it has um no know? no and you know when I when I said I was crying, I mean I, that that's what really moved me to tears mm-hmm. because, um, and even just like you know a friend here and there, like I you know have a couple of good friends that I work with, and um, you know they knew I was writing a book, but they didn't have any idea what it was about. So I you know I gave them a copy and I hear you know read it, share it, talk, tell people about it, mm-hmm. and um, you know one of them was like, wow, I just you know, sharing an experience that someone that they know had, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or you just don't, I wasn't prepared for it to have that kind of impact. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is moving to me that it has had an impact Mm -hmm. on, you know, people that have read it. I mean, that's, that's what you want. You know, you want a story that you tell to, to move people you know, as well as entertain them and, you know, something they can cozy up to, but you also want it to, you know, get into them, to get into their, their, their thoughts, their minds, their feelings. And um, mm-hmm. that was just, uh, it meant a lot. I mean, and that's, that, that wasn't my intention when I wrote it. I was just, you know, writing my little story, you know, right. little story idea, to, you know, I'm gonna, you know, see what happens. So, you know, for, for it to, get that kind of response just it really meant a lot and I'm I'm very happy and grateful that it has had an impact a positive impact yeah yeah so when you and so like I said we were introduced to Angela and Sean in the first book when you Mm -hmm. were writing the first book were you always in the back of your mind like yeah the second book is going to be about them or did it just kind of happen and the characters kind of spoke to you um so 
when I was writing the first book, I I love Angela and Sean so much. Um, so when I was having a conversation with my editor about possibly writing a second book and making it more of a holiday backdrop or theme, um, immediately it was going to be about them. Um, I didn't know what about them or how I was going to write about them. Right. Uh, there is a little nugget that's dropped about Angela um, in the first book. So right. that was sort of the, the starting point for her. Mm-hmm. But um, it was just fun to sort of dive into, all right, you know, I, I love these people. How can I make them more lovable? How And how can I get into like the backstory and build them up more so that was really super fun because I just love them so much yes like Angela was like no nonsense to me yeah you know what I mean real no nonsense no nonsense and, here and she's like, a girl's girl you know girl's what I mean? girl yeah. yeah I love that about her yes and then Sean seems like you know she had this idea in her head that he was sort of playboyish or whatever yep. Yeah. Um, so that kind of them, them kind of button heads. I, I love that. <laughs> hmm. I love. Yeah, that. and that it's no. just you know I I also like the idea of you know them not initially you know getting along or liking each other very oh, much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's that, but then there's also you know the layers of people. The you know you have an idea of who somebody is, and then once you start digging into the layers of who they are, you're just like, oh my god, you're incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what yeah about you yeah yeah oh, yeah <laughs> so can you tell us uh, beside it being about a holiday can you kind of give us the the synopsis of what um maybe this Christmas is about sure I mean so it, it is about um Angela Miles and Dr. Sean Atkins you meet them and um there you are they're the the best friends of Amina and Nathan and Angela um owns or founded a nonprofit um called acts of faith and she is uh trying to raise money for families that have um their kids are having operations at the children's hospital who can't afford Mm -hmm. it or it's they're going to basically have to relinquish their life their livelihoods to pay for these operations so she Mm -hmm. started a nonprofit to help these families pay for them so she's gonna have a gala and Sean's a doctor at the hospital. He's a pediatric surgeon who just got a seat on the board and he's been tasked with helping her. And as a result, they, you know, they start to spend a little bit more time with each other and start to discover and learn there's a really painful commonality that they mm-hmm. share. Mm-hmm. Um, And with that new information, they have some serious decisions to make on whether or not they want to pursue a relationship, Mm -hmm. remain friends, Mm -hmm. or if their lives are just too busy to even have a relationship or anything with each other altogether. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) I, 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 I love this idea of, like what you're saying, kind of like a getting when you get to know somebody the facade or the, the, the kind of image that you have in your head about them kind of like melts away and I think 
we find that for Angela. For me, I felt like she had kind of this exterior because she's a single mom yeah. and she's very protective of things. She kind of had like this, this kind of tough as nails exterior. It's like, look, yeah. I don't, I'm not here for your BS, you know? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. For sure. Look, for sure. look, we got stuff to do, you know? <laughs> yes. Are you here to help me? If you're not, I don't have time. Exactly. But I think I think we learn it, 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 and I will say, even though you can read this book um, as a standalone, I think it's it's very helpful to read the first book because I feel like we we learned that little nugget in the first book that Sean seemed like he was very instantly attracted to her, and, and you know from the yeah. get go, you know what I'm saying yeah. he was yeah. he had asked Nathan sort of like, hey, what's up with her, you know yeah. what's going on yeah. with her, you know, and he's like, dude, whatever. You know? <laughs> know how you are um, right exactly so, yeah um, you know he's like you know admitting I think she probably could tell him just you know go water you know cactuses and he'd probably be like okay yeah, that's fine I'll do it <laughs> yeah it's um and I think uh when you do read the first one before you read this one it is like a little you know some little easter eggs mm-hmm. in there mm-hmm. um that that are dropped um leading into this one they're not big they're not you know blaring signs but there's definitely um a thing here and there Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. sure you can tell they're both like there's there's they're intrigued about it about each other yeah yes um from the the jump you know and then having to like work together kind of forces them to like this close proximity that you know okay now we really have to get to know each other yeah and I think too I mean I don't want to spoil we're not gonna spoil that's why that's why I'm sitting here talking in general yeah I'm trying not to spoil it too girl because I'm like I don't want I don't want to spoil the book I don't want to I don't want to you know struggling yeah I and I don't want to spoil the first one but I think you know based on what happens with their friends it's mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it forces them to be in situations that are sort of off page right they have to be around each other more right. so and them being around each other more they start to realize okay you're not that bad right right I can right. tolerate you a little more but I think all the other stuff that we learn about them in this in the second book um you don't get to those things without them, you know, starting to have to be around each other based on what happens in the first book. So, right. Um, right. Yeah. And then, and then you kind of touched on that again, not, not giving anything away, touched on sort of this common sort of pain, I guess, pain point for both of them. Yeah. Um, that they sort of have to navigate through which I feel also kind of opens up a layer of communication for the two of them. Yep. Um, yep. That that really sort of I don't want to say this sounds so like tra- it sounds like trauma bonding, and I don't I don't mean it like that, but mm-hmm. I mean it just kind of opens up another portal or whatever communication for the two of them to like mm-hmm. just kind of grow closer and I don't mean a trauma bonding kind of way just 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 you know what I'm saying just kind of to grow closer how did you how did you kind of come up with oh lord I don't want to give it away come up, come up with this <laughs> it, 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 this sort of point of character development for the two of them without mm-hmm. making it like 
because it, it, it wasn't really it was hard to read but at the same time it was like something like oh okay yeah I get it you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so I think so I'll, I'll tackle one at a time so I think for Angela's side of things I mean we we learn a little bit about her her past in the first book um pretty early on um and uh, I think for her, because she does have such a tough, you know, personality mm-hmm. and she mm-hmm. is a single mom, I think, you know, when she's presented with an opportunity to explain some things about herself, it allowed her to be vulnerable, to mm-hmm. sort of let down a wall mm-hmm. um, that had been up for so long. And which is also pretty cool because, mm-hmm. you know, it was shocking that the person that she didn't expect to bring down that wall. Yeah, was somebody she didn't like. It's sort of a multi-layered thing that mm-hmm. um, there was a vulnerability that um, he was able to tap into that mm-hmm. no one else outside of her best friend was able to. Yes. Um, yes. So once... I was able to 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 do that with her, I think because and I'm I'm not spoiling anything here. Sean is so close to his mom mm-hmm. that you know when he's like struggling, like I don't you know I don't want to, but I, I probably should, you know. Yeah, I think yeah. for them, I don't think it's trauma bonding, but I do think that they're in a position that they didn't expect the other person to put them in such a vulnerable space there's a a comfort um that they develop with one another that it becomes so easy to just sort of put your guard down and I think with Mm -hmm. him the struggle is he's almost shocked because it happened he didn't expect it to happen Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then when it does he's like yo she just let me into a space that I can't even believe she did that and he is like literally fighting with himself and a little bit with his mom when she's like just you know let her in like yeah get a girl a chance yeah yeah and you know it's okay you you don't have to keep carrying this around with you you know it's all right and I think um there's a vulnerability that they share in opening up themselves to one another that Mm -hmm. I thought was um, really beautiful because they hadn't been able to really let anybody. I mean, these are very attractive young people, not young, but you know, um, yeah, yeah, that have, you know, gone out, been out, been on ground with other people, but nobody had been able to tap into those parts of them that they were able to tap into with each other yeah 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 which is I think why particularly Angela had like this idea that Sean was a playboy and you know um always out there and doing this that and the third because to be honest he just wasn't trying to bond with anybody he wasn't nope. trying, he wasn't trying to get close to anybody so that was his way that was his way that was of his way of coping, like yeah. To deal. yeah of coping and not wanting to deal yeah yeah and then she focusing on her son focusing on her non-profit yeah was a way to sort of you know avoid yeah 
You know what I'm saying? Some sort of void. Big old voider. Yes. (laughs) Big old voiders. But then they have like these big, huge moments of vulnerability that are like, oh my God, wow. You're walking around with all that. Oh my God. But then you let me unload all of that. Yeah. So it's very, I enjoyed that. I never mm-hmm. thought of it being viewed as trauma bonding because mm-hmm. I always looked at it as just two people that are tapping into them being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't mean that in a. I totally don't mean it in a negative way. You know. What oh I mean? no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. So please <laughs> ooh, don't take. I don't. Please don't take it like that. I just mean <laughs> they just. They just. They're reflections of each other. You know what I mean? Yes. Like they don't they're realize. Weird. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They're mirrors of each other. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that's what I mean, I guess. They just don't realize it. And yeah. So they're old when they open up to each other, like, oh snap. This is Yeah. I never even considered them being a mirror. So you just said it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mirrors of each other. So they're just kind of like, oh, oh snap. This is yeah. This oh is my, my god, person. So you know what I'm saying? This is my person. Yeah. Totally. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. <laughs> With some new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so okay so you said at the end of the first book you were like oh you told your editor like yeah i just want to do something the holidays what is it about the holidays you think makes ro- people just love romance and holidays i mean we have a whole cottage industry of, of movies with hallmark and lifetime and whoever else um with with you know romances but you know what is it about the holidays for you um that like just like means like romance oh my gosh um well off the top it's something about the lights mm. there's something about the beauty of the lights mm. okay the sparkle of them there's mm-hmm. a a comfort to them I guess mm-hmm. and when you're with someone you know that you like somebody that you're attracted to yeah. there's something about having or experiencing the lights <laughs> with yeah. that person it's yeah. an instant romantic moment to me mm. um mm. so there's something about just that I mean there's nothing to me more romantic than you know being in a city and surrounded by Christmas lights mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. with someone that you you care about or that you're attracted to like that's just you know that's instant yeah. romance right there i see so, chicago you got the river you got the <laughs> trees you got the snow just, you got, oh the, it, you got it is just, the, the biting cold <laughs> right you have to snuggle up you have, have to, to pull snuggle close. Yeah. you have to pull close to somebody right mm-hmm. so it's just I think the whole the whole vibe of it, you know, hot chocolate together, it it forces you to want to do something with someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think that that's overall. I feel like that's what it is. It's mm-hmm. just such a you know fire in the fireplace. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. a warm blanket. Mm-hmm. There's so many elements to all of it that just scream romantic moment here romantic moment there I think I th- yeah, then when yeah. you read it when you see it on the screen it's just yeah. it just pulls you in it makes you and feel you, good 
Yeah, and you give us some of those elements too in this too, without it being you know cliche overbearing like a like a Hallmark movie. Yeah, um. <laughs> I tried not to do that. I tried really hard, like because my mom like loves Hallmark and Lifetime Christmas movie. She's actually my she was my first phone call. I called. Mm-hmm. I said, so I'm writing this book. And I think it's going to be, you know, set against the backdrop of Christmas. And she was like, oh, you got to make sure this is in there. And that's it's scaring. Blah. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. What was, what was the one thing your mom was like, this has to be in there? Oh, she was like, um, what did she say? She said, oh, they have to do something very romantic together. They have to have like a really romantic date. Um, you, you know, that, 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 you know, uh, is super sweet and he has to be really sweet and kind and she was really just running down and <laughs> the things and I'm like okay all right I gotta go okay <laughs> sure she was Bye. she was she was crafting her perfect holiday <laughs> date to you and and and, and, and man crush there <laughs> there's a couple there were a couple of things that I I put in there just almost for her but yeah so there there were a couple things that she gave me like movie suggestions I'm like I'm not watching these movies um but yeah there were a a few elements that she's brought up that I was like okay I'll put that in there that's not so bad all right okay okay and then there were some I was like I'm not putting that in there Mm. okay (laughs) or there was a spin on something that she suggested okay. that I did put in there, but it's a twist to what I did. But okay. gotta read the book. <laughs> yeah, y'all have to read the book. This is like the perfect book to just like get a cup of that hot cocoa mm-hmm. and sip of the fire and read. It. You can read it in a day. Like yep. I, I mean, I read it in a day, so you can read. You can read it in a day. It's definitely mm-hmm. one of those those books, and then you'll be clamoring for like the third book. So, Woo-wee. so, so <laughs> I'm but, clamoring for that too. <laughs> so what's so what's on deck for you now that you have you got two books under your belt isn't that crazy it's just so crazy how do you um, feel how do you feel like how does that, that make you feel? I mean that, that's such a silly question but it's not really but how do you feel like how does it you're like I'm a for real deal author <laughs> it's uh so today um today I was like uh doing like a little social media post Mm-hmm. and after I after I shared it I was like oh my god I'm like gonna have two books out two books have my name on them what is happening right like, that's crazy so I and I think I still feel like it's not really happening like that's mm-hmm. not real um mm-hmm. I still feel like it hasn't hit me mm-hmm. I, you know sometimes I feel like I'm not celebrating it enough. Like I'm not celebrating myself enough. I'm not celebrating such a huge accomplishment. Um, right. So I I feel great. I feel really proud of myself. Um, and it's it's all just really. It's still just very overwhelming. And I'm probably mm-hmm. you know gonna have a million and one emotions next week when it comes out on the 25th. Yes. Um, but I, I'm super proud of myself. Um, I'm very grateful, you know, to Toonley for taking a chance on me. Um, mm-hmm. But what's next? I, 
at the moment, um, I'm just trying to craft some ideas. I've been, you know, writing some ideas in a little notebook, not mm-hmm. forcing myself to write something, just sort of giving my brain a break. I think right. uh, a couple months ago, I was sort of forcing myself to write something and mm-hmm. then I would go back and read it like this is hot garbage like this is so <laughs> bad <laughs> so bad so I think after that I went through a whole you know maybe you're not really that good at this maybe this is maybe this oh is no not impossible um yeah and then I just went you know what just take a break just read books just enjoy reading some books and um, so that's what I'm really doing right now. Just, you know, kind of taking my time, trying to come up with something, but not forcing myself and not rushing mm-hmm. myself. Because I want to make sure that when I sit down to write the next story, mm-hmm. that it, it'll be worth the wait. And I know you have a lot. You have your own like day career and things like that. And, yeah. you, you know, you're balancing, you know, raising a family and all that good stuff. But how are you planning on like enjoying the holidays with you? Oh family? my gosh. It's um so it it starts now with Halloween. Halloween is like the kickoff. Right, right. <laughs> it's not Thanksgiving. It's Halloween. Right, right. Um Halloween's the kickoff. Um Thanksgiving, I'm looking forward to my mom who's in Michigan is uh gonna be coming in for Thanksgiving. So I'm mm-hmm. really excited to see her. And mm-hmm. um and then from there on, it's just, you know, I'm dying to decorate the house. I'm like, okay, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Um, it's coming sooner and sooner. I think with the pandemic, you know, I used to wait until right, me too. The weekend yeah. of Thanksgiving, yep, you know, I would too. do it. And now yep. I'm like November 1st. <laughs> yep, I am too. I am too. Oh my gosh, I I am same, same. I'm like. <laughs> After the pandemic, I was like, life is too short. Let yeah. me let me put these lights up. Let me yeah. put this tree up. Because it makes you feel good, right? It makes you feel good, exactly. Mm. There's something about it. It's just, it makes you just feel so happy. You come home. I'm a little nervous about my dog and the tree. Mm. Um, mm. But I think he'll be okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I'm I'm just really excited to to get get that warm feeling in the house and you know the tree and the lights and the you know getting the fireplace going again and um mm-hmm. I'm excited and, and yeah. kicking your feet up and watching basketball like you yes said. <laughs> yes yeah I mean right now is like the sweet spot mm. for any sports fan I got I got football college football baseball playoffs the NBA season starting, hockey season start. It's just like yeah, a sports dream is happening right yeah, now. Cornucopia. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's like the bus. It's the bus time. It's I don't want to talk time. about. It. I don't want to talk about the the baseball playoffs. I'm still hurt, but I, I but I just you know the my brain's out, so that didn't make no sense. But anyway, that's okay. That's okay. No Chicago team is in there or Detroit team, so you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel your pain. I don't care who we is at this point. (laughs) Don't care. No dog in that fight. That fight. Okay. Last time you were here, we played a little game like this and that. Okay. This time we're gonna do like a holiday edition. Uh oh. Since you wrote a since you wrote a nice holiday book. Okay. So we're gonna play a little quick, quick game. Just a just a couple. Just a couple. Like maybe like five questions. 
Oh, Sweet. this or that. So, okay. ready? Yep, I'm ready. Okay. Pumpkin spice or apple cider? Oh, man. <laughs> I feel like it's so. <laughs> that's really hard. Oh, no. <laughs> Being from Michigan, that's like mm. super hard because, man, because the cider got only be from a specific place. Oh, okay. For me to enjoy it. Okay. So I can enjoy a pumpkin spice mm. anywhere mm. so i gotta go with the pumpkin okay chestnuts roasting on an open fire or marshmallows on an open fire either <laughs> either oh, that was either, of <laughs> either okay okay <laughs> um colored christmas lights or just lights all one color like all white all oh like the white light oh man this is really that's really hard for me (laughs) like no I'm not I'm not even (laughs) joking every year the battle with the tree Mm -hmm. like do we do all white lights or do we do color lights Mm -hmm. and I think I always start like oh I'm gonna do white lights and then I do and I'm like it's missing something it's missing something (laughs) so I think I'm gonna go with color lights. Okay. I All think right. color lights, but they're they're not the white lights are just so romantic. Okay. I know your answer to this because you are from from the Midwest. Okay. So say a white Christmas or a beachy Christmas? Oh, white Christmas for sure. <laughs> white Christmas. I hate it when it and it could just snow that one day, like start on Christmas Eve. Uh-huh. Stop christmas morning and it can go away (laughs) (laughs) just one day (laughs) go away after that because i hate driving in it but it's just oh man white christmas it's nothing like it okay your favorite christmas song (gasps) these questions are (laughs) dang i'm sorry (laughs) they're brutal this is so hard oh my god Oh my God, I gotta stop you. <laughs> oh my God, this is so hard. Favorite Christmas song. Oh man. It doesn't have to be traditional. It doesn't have to be, you know. Uh, there's gonna be some dead air for a minute. <laughs> um, I don't know. Okay, so. All right, all right. So we got, we got Donny Hathaway, right? this christmas yes. yeah this christmas right uh-huh. so you know you got that but then you got okay you, oh i know what it is okay it's someday at christmas by stevie wonder oh that's a good one that's a good one that's it okay that okay if that, if that was if that was hard you might not like me for this one <laughs> all right so what's your favorite christmas movie um christmas movie my favorite christmas movie ah man that's really hard because it's three of them okay what what are all three that you watch like for christmas i watch a family stone oh i love that movie yeah it's a good one one. underrated yeah i watch you know what movie i really enjoyed i liked um last christmas i really liked that movie it's not oh, that, that was great. cute wait um I, here we golden 
Yes. Oh, that I really was cute. Enjoyed that movie. Yeah, it, that was really cute. It yeah. was sad, but it was cute. <laughs> you know what? I saw. I like by like. I think about ten minutes in, I was like, I know what's happening. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I was like, I know what's going on. I'm gonna watch it anyway, but I know. <laughs> I, had, I had mentally prepared myself like Me the too. rest of the movie, but yeah. I really enjoyed that one. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Die Hard. You're one of these diehard people that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yes. Oh God, you're my you're my <laughs> husband. He says Die Hards and Gremlins are a Christmas movie. Oh yes, Gremlins. Yeah, I argue with my, <laughs> my son. It's like it's not. It totally is a Christmas movie. <laughs> okay, and what's the one thing? Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave you alone. This is the last question. What's the <laughs> one thing that you want Santa to bring you for Christmas? Oh my God, the one one thing. One uh-huh. thing. Besides uh, lots of book sales, we know that. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I Santa could bring me a movie deal for my book for Christmas. That, Listen, speak. Yes, yeah, speak that into existence. <laughs> yes, Santa can bring me for Christmas. Yes, Santa, if you are listening, aka Hallmark, aka somebody, make this <laughs> make make these books <laughs> into a movie. Yes. Please. Yes, that's Please. what Santa can bring me for Christmas. Yes, Santa mm-hmm. bring Aisha a movie deal. That's okay. right. <laughs> All right. All right, Aisha, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. It's been so fun as usual. Thank you for being one of my first guests here on the podcast and coming okay. back. Um, and, you know, where can we find uh, your latest release? Um, um, and uh, where can we find you on social media? Oh, okay. So uh, maybe this Christmas is available. You can get it on um, Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes and Noble. Uh, you can get the paperback too if you want. Um, and uh, I'm on all the social medias. Aisha Weedland. I'm on Twitter. I'm on the the Facebook. On the Instagram. I have a TikTok. I don't really use the TikTok. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> It's there, but you know, the, the last post might be from about two months ago. Like I don't <laughs> I don't do it. I always see people doing the dances. I'm like, oh, that'd be so cool to do. And I just don't, I can't it's do more it. More than dances. So, yeah. <laughs> I just uh, but I'm there. I'm there if you want some really boring, lazy um uh, content. Uh, <laughs> and, uh I do I have uh the audiobook for There You Are is gonna coming out on november 22nd oh awesome so yeah so yeah i'm on all the socials now that uh the nba season started you will find me tweeting lots and lots of nba stuff mixed in with book stuff (laughs) follow me i we went on twitter (laughs) all right well i'm gonna let you go so you can get to your games so um (laughs) thank you for coming on (laughs) Oh, I thank you so much for having me back. It's just, um, you know, you never know how these kinds of things will go and if people will be kind and and things like that. So it really means the world that you have welcomed me and been so thoughtful and so kind and so warming. Oh, no, Um, no. I really appreciate it because this is putting something, putting your babies into the world like this. 
it's nerve wracking, you know, mm-hmm. it's scary. Um, mm-hmm. it's emotional. It's mm-hmm. a lot. So for somebody to take the time to talk to you about it and to be so, you know, kind, it's, it really means a lot. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Then, but we thank you for coming onto the podcast. So, um we cannot wait to see what you come up with next but in the meantime we are all going to get our hot cocoa and our our fireplace going and snuggle up and read maybe this christmas enjoy it up next in our what is book talk reading segment we have the wonderful and lovely maite lisbeth Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. We are here with the one and only book talker, Maite Lisbeth, and we're going to talk about what book talk is reading for our uh, reading and romance segment. So first of all, hi, Maite. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. You're quite welcome. Thanks for coming on. So in this segment, we're going to talk about, like I said, what Book Talk is reading. But before that, let's give the people a little bit of background about you as a reader, you as a book talker, and kind of where you are in the landscape of book talk and social media. Yeah, so I've always been a reader. Like when I was a kid, I was the kid that like, oh, like my the only presents I really got for my birthday or for Christmas were books, right? It was like mm-hmm. a book. It was like several books in a journal or like the Scholastic Book Fair was the highlight of my little life when I was a kid, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So I was always a big reader. And then when I got into like, I don't know, my early 20s, mid 20s, I just kind of stopped reading. Life happens, you know, and mm-hmm. you just kind of stop reading. And then it was really like most people, I think, or like a lot of people during the pandemic with just finding things to do. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, let me revisit hobbies that like I really liked when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And reading was one of them. And I had been rereading like this, like the same books, like some of my favorite books over and over again for years. You're and right. it wasn't until like 2021 that I read like, a brand new book and then mm. that like opened the gates for me to start uh reading a lot more mm-hmm. and it wasn't until this past year in 2022 that I started sharing my books or my reading with TikTok mm-hmm. I had been making TikToks about just random things beforehand but never reading I was a little bit intimidated by the book talk world right um but I forget what was my first book that I talked about. Um, but yeah, so so I started just kind of sharing books here and there um, and it's escalated very quickly. So now I have like, I, I have a lot of people who um, who tell me like they, like that they really enjoy my recommendations or um, that I got them back into reading. So like, that's pretty cool too. Cool, cool. I'm not sure how I started following you, but I think it was just organically, you know, just through book talking through somebody else and I think it might have been that post about that girl talking about she was she was um starting book talk or whatever she was it may have been that one but anyway it doesn't matter we're not even gonna (laughs) hop on that but anyway so this is a romance podcast so my question I ask everybody is when did you like fall in love with romance or romance books in general um I feel like I've always been 
a hopeless romantic. Like ever mm-hmm. since I was a kid, like that happily ever after was right. just, I always craved it, always loved it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I mean, I was reading things I had no business reading when I was in middle school. Like I remember <laughs> one of my friends in middle school, like brought her mom's copy of like Zane, like into, <laughs> like school. And then we all passed the book around. Like, reading. yeah, I don't even yeah. think I knew what I was reading. I knew that it was like, it was a lot and I had no business reading it, but that was like my first foray into like the sexy stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, yeah. So yeah, so that was really kind of like how I started. I've always really loved the happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, but when I when I was like in high school and in early parts of college, I read a lot more um, fantasy and a lot more like contemporary fiction. Mm-hmm. And then again, back. So I went from like romance and that stuff to like leaving it a little bit and then finding it again during the pandemic. Yeah, um, yeah. Which been a yeah. real gift, real gift. I wonder if the pandemic is the reason why people kind of fluctuated to romance because we were alone and isolated and we just kind of, you know, wanted to feel the feels because we couldn't feel the feels. We couldn't feel nothing. (laughs) Like we couldn't go outside. It's like, let me read about somebody getting, you know, finding somebody, finding love somehow because we couldn't leave our houses. (laughs) Right. There's a connection there. Right, right. So what's been the like most rewarding thing about Book Talk so far about like being a part of the community or being a part of Book Talk? Um, I just really like how one book can like connect so many different people in so many mm-hmm. different ways, right? Like you and I could read the same book and walk away with very different experiences of that book mm-hmm. um, that are both very profound, both very deep, both, both very meaningful, but just so different. And I find that so, um, like, I feel like for reading being such a solitary activity, mm-hmm. I appreciate book talk, making it feel communal, you know, making right. it feel like it's a us thing or a we thing or mm-hmm. a team hobby, as opposed to just this thing that I do by myself to like escape the world. It feels mm-hmm. more like we're sharing a world that we're all escaping together. So that's something that I really love about book talk. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to get to the good stuff. What is Maite Elizabeth reading and what it would she recommend to others to put on their TBR uh list right now I read so much over um Latinx Heritage Month awesome so oh lord have mercy I read so much so many good books um and two that like really stand out from Latinx Heritage Month that I read was a proposal they can't refuse yeah Um, that's by natalie Kanya. yes Mm -hmm. and the what i loved about that book is um how i got really attached to the family members like the grandpas are main characters in that book and i i'm not a big fan of like i feel like some authors don't do side characters well sometimes Mm -hmm. um and so i don't tend to like gravitate towards the side characters but in this book like I fell in love with the grandparents and their banter and the family dynamic and everything right. and the romance was beautifully done yes. and then um after hours on Milagro Street yeah. um yeah. was one that caught me by surprise because mm-hmm. for the first part of the book I didn't even like the main character and she was like a lot to like for me to like 
take. Yeah. But yeah. the book was so beautifully written and you fall in love with like, like you're invested in learning more about her and like figuring it out. Mm-hmm. That like, I'm like, oh no, I'm going to stick with the book. Like that to me is strong writing. When you make a character oh, yeah. that is kind of like borderline unlikable, but like <laughs> the book is undeniable that you just have to read it. Like such good writing. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that book, like, she goes through such a healing process that like you feel healed in reading her getting healed. And I'm like, oh, yes. so much. Oh, and the professor in that book, <laughs> the way he talks is so good. Um, so I would recommend those two for sure. And uh-huh. then the book that I've reread that I've been obsessed with rereading over and over and over again, uh-huh. because I'm nothing but masochistic, if not, I'm nothing if not masochistic, is Revive Me by J.L. Seegers. Uh, yes. <sighs> That yeah. book, it's a, I don't know what, it ends on a cliffhanger. So it's one of two. So we don't get a happily ever after in the end of this book because we're waiting for the second book to come out yes, yes, for us yes. to complete it. And I don't know. I don't know if you could describe heartbreak as delicious, but like yeah. the heartbreak in this one is so deliciously gratifying. Like you, they, you, I don't know, JL, JL Seekers makes us earn that relationship yeah. just to destroy us and it feel it feels so good so yeah. I gotta recommend that because I've been non-stop reading it over and over and over again yes 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 <laughs> so what yeah JL is just like I, I've hit her up on the side on because we met through through books actually we met on Twitter um but we kind of emailed on Twitter then we connected again on 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 a TikTok and I was like why are you making these things that make us snotty and crying and throwing up and all this stuff. She's <laughs> a madness. Night. It's She's madness. A madness. Like yeah. I've slid into her DMs too, and I was like, "We need to discuss. Like mm-hmm. we need to talk." Because you're not right. Because you're not you're right. Not She's right. A menace. A menace. Like oh god, I cannot wait for November because that's when the second uh, book yeah. comes out. And like yeah. I don't know, it's just she's. She, uh, literal. She writes destruction. Like mm-hmm. she's so. She's so good. And she knows it. She knows it. She knows, she knows she has I know. shambles. She knows it. I'm like, why are you doing this? You know? So yeah, yeah. I'm excited about that book too. So are there any books that you're like looking forward to in the like the next, you know, um uh, couple of months? Anything that's like on your TBR list that you're like, okay, I can't wait to get to it. Yeah, for me, my one of my most anticipated books is um before I let go by Kennedy Ryan so that comes mm-hmm. out in November mm-hmm. and I'm actually going to go to her uh the writers event the event the, the launch that she's having at the lip bar in New York City nice uh, I'm super excited for that but that's nice. one of my most anticipated reads Kennedy Ryan's one of my favorite authors mm-hmm. um like anything she writes I'll eat that I'll eat it up real quick um yeah. and so I'm excited to see to be able to read that book um, yeah yeah so yeah, like that's the big one on my radar. And then, I mean, your book, but it doesn't come out until next year. So we're not plugging me right now. So this is about this is about what you want to. That read. wasn't a plug. I'm you said what books I was interested in reading. And like what? <laughs> what I didn't, I didn't ask you on here to talk about me though. But it's true. Um, but that's for next year. All right, fine. Next time I come back to your podcast, we'll talk about your book. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Besides Kennedy Ryan. Okay, we got Kennedy Ryan. Anything else? Or you just, or um, that's just pretty much it. 
that's my main one. Like in, mm-hmm. in terms of upcoming, like, I feel like I just have so many books like odd by, oh, well, like the um, Blood Marked, which is the second book yes. of, of, from, Le- from Legendborn. Like, yeah, absolutely anticipating that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a lot of books that just recently came out that like, I'm excited to be able to read. So like, oh, I forgot the title, but um, it's the sequel to Skin of the Deep. Oh yeah, I know. Uh, some something goes something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I that book, I'm excited to to pick it up again to to be able to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, that's pretty much like I'm like looking behind me <laughs> to see if any of the books mm-hmm. trigger a memory. But like mm-hmm. that's pretty much like the main the the ones that I like that are upcoming that I'm like looking forward to. Other mm-hmm. than that, like I feel like I just have a lot of books currently that I have in my mm-hmm. position that I gotta like read and get through at some point um, <laughs> so yeah like I know like for like the for November I don't know why but November just gives me historical romance vibes there's mm. something about November that makes me feel like I just want to go back in time so like mm. so I, I want to read some more like Beverly Jenkins uh during like that era mm-hmm. there's also like uh, adriana herrera book uh caribbean heiress in paris that i want to mm-hmm. read during that, um, yeah. during that time too um so we'll see and then i got a couple of like witchy books that i'm like witchy romance books mm-hmm. that are calling my my name before um halloween happened so we'll see Cool, cool. So if somebody was interested in 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 kind of dipping their toe into book talk uh, what kind of advice would you give them? Like in terms of making videos or like- Kind of making content in content. terms of like just engaging with people in terms of like, you know, where do I find, where do all the cool kids hang out basically? Yeah. Um, I mean, the first thing that I always search for is Black Book Talk, mm-hmm. like in the hashtag or what have you. Or um, I'll look at like search bars and just be like, you know, find your a, a book that you already enjoy or maybe a trope that you enjoy search in the search bar and like see what people are kind of doing. Mm-hmm. But I think like making content, book talk content is a lot easier than people think. You already have the content, right? Like you're already reading the books. Like you're already um, enjoying uh, the books, right? So all you kind of have to figure out is like, what's something that you can, like you have favorite quotes in a book, you have mm-hmm. favorite characters, you have reasons why you like them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not creating something new, you're just documenting what already exists. And so I feel right. like that would be an easy, uh, like a, a thing that will make it maybe a little bit easier to create that content. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, you don't have to think about like, lots of people watching your videos just think about talking to one person mm-hmm. um and that always works so I feel like yeah. that always goes a really long way yeah. um but yeah Perfect. like even if it's just like making a video of like like this is one of my favorite quotes in this book or it's a quote that I really liked or right. Maybe they described a kiss in a way that you just like really resonated with or you know it's the part where um you're really frustrated with the book or something like 15 seconds and just like mention that and then you have a video you know mm-hmm. um it's much easier than I think people think yeah that's true and then you mentioned like black book talk and I know we've expressed a lot of frustration with you know getting publishers to notice us and send us books or you know um getting the sort of uh, recognition that others have received for I don't know, reading the same 12 
well not even 12 five <laughs> books over and over again um what do you kind of say to that and, and, and to like you know the frustration that people are feeling about you know book talk and, and particularly black book talk I mean, the frustration is incredibly valid. And sometimes, you know, I feel parts of that too. For Mm -hmm. me, I've been just so focused with community um, and like pretty content with like, I don't know, I have enough books to read and enough books that I've read that I feel like I'm okay in terms of what content or value that I can provide my community back mm-hmm. without the support of the, of, you know, of publishers or like big companies sending books or things like that. Right. Um, and I try to remember like why I'm making these things and why I'm like, like why I'm making the videos and mm-hmm. let that keep me grounded as long as it's with community or what have you, just because that mm-hmm. can be really draining. I feel like um, thinking about that disappointment, thinking about that like that rec- that lack of recognition all of the time. But I feel like that's also me speaking from a place of privilege because I don't necessarily do book talk like full time or as like a main source of I don't know opportunity for me. Right. Um, so for me, my biggest value of book talk, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, is community. That I mm-hmm. guess I let that occupy my mind as opposed to thinking about kind of the bummer that it can be to like not get the recognition that like we deserve um but the other thing is is that I feel like this is a this isn't just a book talk specific problem I think it's in any industry that you pick um in any industry in any business um Black people, I think, are facing similar problems and similar mm-hmm. obstacles. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, I don't know, it's like you, it's a it's a weird like recognition thing, which is something to book talks right. like, oh, we've been here before in every other mm-hmm. industry, other, uh, you know, so what can we do? Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing what, you know, Black book talkers, Latinx book talkers, Muslim book talkers, mm-hmm. um, Asian book book talkers have been able to do um, for our own communities, I think to me is really empowering, right? At the end of the day, it's like, we've been, I, the amount of black indie authors that I know that I would never have known if not for book talk, that by by itself, like, I'm going to keep making videos. I'm going to keep making my videos. I'm going to keep talking about my books because what book talk and, and more diverse book talks have been able to give me by like unlocking all these authors, right? Like we don't need publishing. Like I'll just, you know, we'll keep it, <laughs> we'll keep it, yeah, keep it how we can. Yeah. we're going to thrive anyway. Um, and if they don't get with the program, then like, I don't, I think that they're just not going to get with the program and they're going to miss out. But the thing is like, I don't think we're, I don't feel like I've missed out on much. Right. Even though publishers haven't been, you know, paying a lot of attention to us or what have you, mm-hmm. I still feel like what we've been able to cultivate and create is nothing short of magic. Like yeah. this is incredible yeah. to me. Like the amount of of black women authors that I get to support, that I get to know, who's like you know, like and it runs the gamut from like novellas all the way to like longer form novels yeah. to fantasy to like mafia or urban romance fiction to historical mm-hmm. romance everything like i'm yeah. like oh i'm happy here i gotta go nowhere else right like <laughs> right i like that like so to me um yeah it's just a testament that like wow even with like all of the obstacles or the lack of accessibility look what we've been managing to do you can't stop yeah. the writers from writing and you're gonna you're not gonna stop readers from reading yeah um, yeah and so it's a thing about you know how can we like what can i you know 
try to think about creative ways of like, okay, well, how can I make sure that I'm still keeping my pulse on like what's happening in our community? How can I make sure that I'm still connected to our community and like make sure that I'm supporting the authors that I'm supporting or what have you? But like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I just don't feel, I don't feel lack. Right. Right. Even though there is a noticeable absence of like their presence or what have you, there's mm-hmm. no lacking. You're right. You're right. And like that to me is a real gift. It is a gift. Absolutely. That's, that's awesome. Awesome to end on that, on that positive, positive note about community and space and us carving that space out of basically nothing <laughs> and getting, uh-huh. and, and, you know, and getting uh, like recognition um, even just the recognition amongst ourselves is something like you know positive and beautiful and and meaningful and just yeah. you know world building and world changing <laughs> yeah so true like I think about like um how Shirley Ralph was black famous for years yes yes you know what I'm saying like and it, she wasn't she wasn't lacking anything she was no. recognized we understood that she was regal and royalty and a queen and we mm-hmm. we gave her her flowers you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and she was such a pillar in our community and instrumental in on the theater whether it's dream girls or on moesha you know real instrumental and it's like we don't need like now she's getting her more flowers but it's not that she wasn't getting her flowers regardless and i feel like that's similar to like the black book talk community or when diverse uh book talk communities really start kind of taking care of ourselves it's like Mm -hmm. we're fine we're good we're good here (laughs) y'all y'all catching up we all right (laughs) yeah 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 so tell the people where they can find you on social media and what's like next for you what is what is what do you plan on like doing in your book talk space anything unique or um yeah so you can find me on tiktok mostly um i am maite.lisbeth m-a-y-t-e dot l-i-e-s-b-e-t-h um on tiktok mm-hmm. um i have a patreon that's maite lisbeth as well and you can find that through my tiktok as well um and then on instagram i'm m-e-s-p-i and five so must be five on instagram mm-hmm. um in terms of book talk i'm gonna start like doing a lot more um like reviews you'll see that a lot more and I'm also thinking about making planning out longer form book talk content or booktube content stay tuned for uh, more book content coming to my YouTube Um, I'll keep you posted on that okay Um, and what's the Patreon about like you just kind of mentioned it but what's the what are you doing on Patreon yeah my Patreon is mostly for two things so I'll I do a lot of Taylor Swift lyrical analysis on my (laughs) Patreon and then I also do like book reviews so um like pretty in-depth book reviews for example like I talked about um like I I talked about the book Priest by Sierra Simone Mm -hmm. and then talked about like the different biblical biblical uh references like in the book and like broke Mm -hmm. them down so I'll do I do things like that essentially like a lot of overthinking (laughs) it's not overthinking it's just it's what we call in literature close reading so it's, it's a lot of yeah. close reading of the text and, and, <laughs> and breaking down of the text. So that's that's what you're doing. Indeed, indeed. Patreon and being a Swifty. So that <laughs> close reading of Taylor Swift lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> well, Maite, this was awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And um, thank you for sharing all of your book talk recommendations and 
just being part of the community and allowing uh, us to, you know, get inside your mind and see what you like as far as books are concerned and sharing your love of books too with us. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. I could talk books forever. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I want to thank our guests, author Aisha Weedland and the wonderful book talker Maite Lisbeth. You can find all their social media linked on the blurb for this podcast. And once again, I am your host, Tati Richardson, your resident romance writer and reader. Encourage you all to read and watch Real Inclusive Love, which is our motto here at Romance and Color. You can find me on social media everywhere, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere, uh, Twitter at Richard Writes On, that's R-I-C-H-A-R-D-W-R-I-T-E-S-O-N, Richard Writes On. And if you want to know more about our podcast, go to our Instagram at Romance in Color. That's Romance in Color with a U. And our Twitter, which is Romance, the letter N, and Color with a U, all one word. We'll see you all next week where we'll have more interviews and more book talk recommendations. And we want to keep encouraging you to read and love and just enjoy everything romance. Bye, everybody. See you next week.